0: Hi, guys, this is Nick Tyler, the author of Haunted Yorkshire. The book's now available on Amazon and in all good bookshops. Enjoy today's episode of Weird, Wacky, Wonderful, and don't forget to subscribe. See you soon. everybody and welcome to episode 59 of the weird wacky and wonderful stories podcast
1: hello everybody
0: hi there's three of us today
1: yay Mm.
0: well let's let's (laughs) let's have a little bit more enthusiasm there. there's three of us today
1: yay yay
0: that's a bit better actually
1: there's four of us
0: okay counting the dog again
1: lily speak (laughs) there that's her hi everybody
0: Okay, so thank you to Nick Tyler for that intro. If you want to win the copy of the signed autographed book that he's given us, especially for you guys, all you have to do is listen till the end of this show and find out what very easy little task you have to perform.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, not you. You've already got a signed copy. Although you have to do all of the washing up today
1: did all the washing up yesterday.
2: And she did all the cooking.
1: So, no. Oh, this
0: is unfair, because it's the only time ever that you've done the cooking and the washing up, and now only it makes me t- look bad.
1: Only time ever. <laughs> that makes you look even worse. The fact no, that you think that you who got does, through. Usually fact, who does the cooking? No, Come No, no, no. The fact that you think you got through 10 years of knowing me doing all the cooking and all the washing up, I think... That's just, you know, Okay, okay, but usually we share it. It doesn't matter if we share it, because yesterday I did it all.
0: Okay, you did do it yesterday. Thank you. But not usually. Right, okay, so moving on. Today what we're going to do is, well, what I'm going to do is sit back and relax, because Bella and Bryce are going to take the reins on this one, because I know nothing about our chosen subject today. So we are the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast, as you know, which means that we can deal with anything that's weird and anything that's out there and anything that is ab or subnormal or paranormal.
1: So that's why you're on this show.
0: <laughs> anyway, so moving on, what we're going to do is we're going to do the show today on, well, I'll let you tell them, Bella.
1: Bryce, you tell them.
2: Today we're doing a show on serial killers, which is a bit less wonderful than normal, but hey, whatever. But definitely weird. We
1: don't have to really get into any, like, super descriptives, but it's just odd things.
0: This is something that you guys actually really enjoy don't you i mean enjoy is probably the wrong word but but you two listen and read stuff on serial killers and especially the catching of serial killers and how they're detected and how they're foiled and eventually brought to justice or whatever
1: i like how they get caught that's what i like
0: bryce what about you I don't like what they do. I just think they're interesting. You look at it from a whole psychological point of view, don't you? Your mum yeah. looks at it more from a forensic point of view. And I look at it like, oh my God, this is going to give me a nightmare tonight. Just talk about something
2: else, please.
1: Well, I'm interested in what makes them tick, but You're I'm more even...
2: interested in how they get caught. Yeah, I'm
1: more interested in how they get caught. Whereas you like the fact of trying to figure out what makes them tick, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm from the States. And I lived briefly in Massachusetts, and my stepfather's family was from Massachusetts. And so I heard an awful lot about Lizzie Borden when I was younger. So you know how they do skipping rope songs, kids?
0: Like what? Sing one.
1: I don't know any off the top of my head. I was never good at jump roping because I was always falling.
0: Jump roping or or jumping rope?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Jump roping, that's what
0: cowboys do, isn't it?
1: Or how about the clap songs? You know, like when you would. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, you wouldn't admit no. it anyway because you're a boy. That anyway, was computer
0: games. You're joking, aren't you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that could build up dexterity and, and reflexes, couldn't it?
2: Clicking a mouse does that better. Yeah. Well.
1: Anyway. So, there's a jump and rope thing, and it went, Lizzie Borden took an axe, she gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. So, the story of Lizzie Borden is true. There really was a woman named Lizzie Borden, but... She didn't kill them with an axe. She killed them with a hatchet. Oh, that
2: that matters so much.
1: Well, I'm just saying. And actually, is a hatchet an axe?
2: It's just a smaller axe. Well, isn't it's
1: it? no, because if it was a hatchet, I mean, if a hatchet was an axe, they would go. It was an axe, but it wasn't. It was a hatchet.
0: Yeah, but a, a hatchet, hatchet doesn't rhyme a... with anything. It would have been shit
2: for the song.
1: Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, Lizzie Borden
0: had a hatchet.
2: <laughs> she killed her mom and didn't patch it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's not funny. Yeah. No, no, no. She saw her dad and then she whacked him. Oh, my God. Let me finish. Okay. She was actually acquitted. So she didn't maybe do anything. Allegedly. She actually, or somebody actually, gave the mother 18 or 19 and the father, I think, 19. So... It was over exaggerated anyway.
0: So, what was the scenario then? I mean, what was supposed to have happened? Did she come in from a night out or did she have a big argument with him or what was the story? This
1: is the thing, right? So, her dad was actually very well off. Estimate today, probably around eight or nine million dollars. Okay. But they didn't live in the affluent part of town, they lived just outside of that. And he was actually quite. A well-known man within town obviously too because he was into banking he made caskets did all sorts of you know that's
0: convenient she had a couple lying around then
1: i know right loads of property loads of houses anyway lizzie borden's mom died and he got remarried to somebody named abby and they say that when her dad started to actually spend money on his new wife's family like selling them a house for a dollar and that sort of stuff this made lizzie and her sister get kind of you know a bit jealous pissed off about it but it all starts before that actually because although they had a pretty big house and they had a servant woman they didn't have plumbing you know so he had a lot of money but he didn't like to spend it he was quite frugal which is terrible because then he dies and they end up getting it anyway not having a bathroom in your house not having plumbing that's not
0: frugal that's that's dirty yeah
1: no this was an eighteen something or other. Can still have a bathroom. Still pretty
0: dirty. Like if if other places had bathrooms well, and plumbing, but well, his no, no, didn't. No, and he no. had eight or nine million dollars.
1: No, see, the very affluent houses had plumbing in that. How
0: affluent did you have to be?
1: He chose not to do it because he didn't want to spend his money. And that's, because that's he's my dirty, point. right? So can we move on now? He's
2: a dirty yeah. man.
1: He, well, now he's not. He's a dead man. Well, he's a
2: dirty, dirty dead man.
1: But anyway, the thing about the murder was that it happened in the middle of the day. People are kind of about on the street. Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. But supposedly... They smelt
0: something. They said, that couldn't have been the plumbing.
1: (laughs) But supposedly, the servant, I can't remember what her name was. She was upstairs on the third floor taking a nap. Lizzie yells from, I think, the second floor and says, you know, oh my gosh, you need to come down here, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, there's the father. He's chopped up as he's lying on a couch, right? The stepmother is in one of the other bedrooms, and she died as well, like you would if you got hit in the head with a hatchet. But anyway, when the police came, they started to ask questions, and she quickly became...
0: Suspect number one.
1: Yeah, suspect number one. And in her defense, her doctor said that he had given her morphine to keep her calm. So she said one thing, that she wasn't in the house, she was coming in from... Outside, and then another time she said she was somewhere else in the house, another time somewhere else in the house. Anyway, the society at the time just couldn't believe that she would, you know, this
0: little privileged rich kid, they who didn't just have couldn't any plumbing. believe
1: that that this very well dressed and supposedly nice lady could do that. So she takes her shit in the
0: front yard, but she wouldn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when she <laughs> that's rude, when she is questioned and everything. They think, okay, well, you know, we don't have a suspect that's better than this. However, once it went to trial, because her lawyer said, make sure you dress really feminine, wear black because you're in mourning, you know, so she went into court and she would have roses, or not roses especially, but flowers, a bouquet of flowers and her nice long, you know, flowing gowns and all this sort of stuff. And so she was actually acquitted in the end and then a little bit later a warrant was put out for her because she got caught shoplifting but that was you know that was further down the line but the house now is a bed and breakfast and you oh lovely yeah and you can go there does it have plumbing now i would think so although i've never been there so i can't say but the house number was changed as well that's neither here nor there really but they changed it didn't I they get- do
0: that with the amityville house as well or one of those houses that were yes. quite a famous haunted house they changed the
1: yeah it was it was the amityville horror house which incidentally was uh on the market not that long ago for like a million dollars it or was something. more
0: than that i heard on a show i was listening to over the last couple of days that it was about between six and eight million
1: well i don't know maybe
0: maybe, may- maybe that was exaggerated
2: couldn't pay me that much to sleep in the house
1: Oh, but they put pictures on the internet of it and everything, you know, the house, and it looked amazing. But anyway. It's not a
0: small house, is
1: it? No.
2: Yeah, but considering what happened in it, I think the size is neither here nor there. Yeah, but Bryce, it has plumbing. (laughs) Fair point, fair point. Does it have electricity?
1: Probably. Does it have Wi-Fi? it turns
2: on and off quite regularly. I don't know. If it doesn't have Wi-Fi, I'm not interested.
1: Well, we live in a teensy little house with Wi-Fi, and we are all scrinched into Bryce's little teeny bedroom because our studio is...
2: Under construction.
1: Yes, a work in progress. But it's getting there, isn't it? It is. It won't be the next recording, but the one after that will be in our new digs. Yeah. We'll have to put some pictures on the internet of it on our website. Us yeah. looking all professional. Anyway, Lizzie Borden's house. You can go there now. It's a bed and breakfast. And it's really kind of creepy because they've kept everything in that Victorian period. So. The furniture is like the, the, they've got a couch that's similar to the one that her father was killed on in the same exact spot. And they actually, it's a big thing to lay on this couch and take pictures.
0: Oh, lovely, pretty yeah. morbid, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But you can stay in the rooms. is supposedly because her dad was such a frugal man. If you're scared, if you leave money or coins out, he won't come and haunt you. Although I don't know why you would want to stay there unless you actually wanted. to... To be scared, by any
0: chance, but, are the people who own the bed and breakfast actually saying if you leave money out, he won't haunt you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a really good. That's a really good sort of marketing ploy. Yeah, that yeah. is. Did
1: you Did you take it? No, no. It Must have been him. Must Yeah, have been yeah, him. yeah. but yeah. did he haunt you? No, no. Uh,
0: you're good. Then See, That's what it was. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is that a lot of the bedrooms are supposed to be connected with you know by doors, so they actually could tiptoe in in the middle of the night and. I mean, the
0: thing is. When you think about it, a lot of these people that are going to these places to do haunted investigations, they say that if you're going to go to somewhere, go to somewhere that's had some kind of violent crime or something like that occur, because if the theories that ghosts exist because they were maybe shocked out of their body in a certain way, you know, killed, quickly mm-hmm.
1: or in before their time. massive
0: turmoil etc etc they're more likely to be around because of unfinished business you know residual energy being left because of such a horrific situation etc etc you know imprinted on the environment all that sort of stuff so i can see the people who own the bed and breakfast if that's the case marketing that is probably a pretty good idea because of all these ghost hunters are going to want to go there
1: yeah well Anyway, what ends up happening is she gets acquitted. Her and her sister sell that house. And what do they do? Yeah, they move to the nice neighborhood with plumbing and toilets and that. And then they live out their days, sort of like that. But eventually the two sisters had a fallen out. We don't know why, what it was over, but the one sister went and actually moved into a nursing home because she wasn't well. Lizzie lived by herself. In the end, she died of pneumonia. And nine days later, her sister died. And now they're both buried next to their father.
0: What did her sister die of in the nursing home?
1: She wasn't really one of the main characters. So can't remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the main character? She, she didn't want
1: anything to do with it. But there's been loads of movies and plays and books and all this sort of stuff written depicting this whole thing. But one of the movies that was made starred, I think it's Elizabeth Montgomery. So this movie that I'm talking about, Elizabeth Montgomery plays Lizzie, and after the movie's all made and life's, you know, bumping along and that, it comes to light that she, Elizabeth Montgomery, is actually her, Lizzie Borden's sixth cousin. Really?
0: Was she aware of that when she did it originally? No. Wow.
1: No, so... It's pretty weird, isn't it? Not and they're, only both, is she... and they're both Lizzie's. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So anyways, that's my first contribution.
0: Very interesting. Thank you very much.
1: So what you got, Bryce?
2: How do you feel about soap and cookies?
1: I like soap. Makes me smell good. And I love cookies, don't you?
2: Yeah, the cookies don't make you smell good, though. I don't think you'd like this woman's soap or cookies. Because Leonardo Cinchulli, born 1894 in Italy is known as the soap maker of Correggio because she killed three women and made them into soap and cookies. Oh my goodness. Who used
1: the soap and cookies?
2: Her and the people she gave it to.
1: Ew.
0: So hold on a minute. I can understand you making soap because soap's made out of
2: fats, right? Yeah. But who eats meat cookies? I I don't know. I don't know how (laughs) she made the cookies. I didn't look into it that much. I don't want to know. But in reality... There's more than just that to the story, and there's actually some other sort of weird elements to it. So she was born in, as I said, 1894 in Italy. And in 1917, she married a man who her parents didn't approve of. And she claimed that on this occasion, her mother had actually cursed them and their marriage. In 1921, they moved to the man's native town in Italy where she was actually imprisoned for fraud. I don't know the nature of the fraud, I just know that she was. When she was released from prison, they moved to Lacedonia in Avellino, and then in 1930, their home was destroyed in an earthquake. And then they finally moved to Correggio, which is where her sort of moniker comes from. And she actually opened a small shop and was quite respected. Now, in their marriage, she actually was quite tragically unable to have children in some circumstances and some of the children that they did have died quite young but they eventually managed to have four children who stayed alive past childhood and it turns out that actually she was quite wary of having kids in the first place because she was told by a fortune teller that she would marry and have children but most of them or all of them would actually die young. And then later on, she apparently also visited a palm reader who told her that in her right hand, she saw prison and in her left, a criminal asylum. Now, in 1939, jumping forward a bit, she learned that as a result of Italy preparing to enter World War II in a few years, obviously, her favorite child and her oldest would actually have to join the army. And she quite oddly came to the conclusion that his safety required human sacrifices which ended up being her three victims.
1: Yeah, because that's what I would do. If you had to go to war, I'd be like, oh, I'll just do some human sacrifices and...
0: Normal, really. ...everything
1: would be all right.
0: Wasn't it to do with black magic? She felt that that would appease the entities that were disallowing her
2: to have a happy life with her kids. Wasn't that what it was all about? I don't know.
1: So that's like a weird tit-for-tat, don't you think?
2: So, the first of her victims was named Faustina Seti, who was a spinster, and... Chinchuli actually told her, because the woman had come to her seeking a romantic partner or advice-finding one, she told her that there was a suitable man in a place called Pola, but she also asked the woman not to tell anyone else this news. And then she persuaded her to write letters and postcards to relatives, so that when she reached Pola, she could send them to her family and tell them that she was fine. Now, you might be seeing here the kind of problem with that, and that's if Chinchuli gets a hold of these postcards, she can send them herself. Right. And that's exactly what she did after Seti came to visit her the last time, upon which time she offered her drugged wine and killed her with an axe, not a hatchet.
1: Oh, we've got a parallel.
2: And in essence, what she did was then she cut her into pieces, added several ingredients and then boiled and stirred the mixture until it became soap and then blood that they had left in a basin from it she mixed with a bunch of other ingredients to make cookies or tea cakes as she said herself
0: yeah what she actually did was she got the coagulated blood as you said she dried it in the oven she ground it and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a little bit of margarine. So there you go. You're not going to find it in many cookbooks these days, for that's the cookbook for making crunchy tea cakes, as she called them, served to the ladies who came to visit.
1: Not to be confused with red velvet cake. Exactly. Yes.
2: <laughs> Her second victim was killed in a similar way. In fact, almost exactly the same way, except Francesca Soavi was told that she had a job waiting for her at a school for girls in Piacenza. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And the same thing happened to her when she came to visit Chinchuli before she left. And the third victim, whose name was Virginia Cassiapo, and she was a singer, and Chinchuli claimed that she found work for her as a secretary for a impresario, a person who organizes and finances concerts or plays, things like that. And as Chinchuli said, she ended up in the pot like the other two. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet.
0: Wow. It (laughs) brings a new meaning to having a few friends around for tea, doesn't it? Mm.
1: Yeah. Ew. You gotta go wash your hands before you eat with the soap, and then you can come and have some tea cake.
0: Yeah, it's not nice. No. I mean, we're making kind of light about some of this, but you know, these are people's family. You yeah, know, these I mean, are I... these are, you know, what horrific ways to meet your demise. And then the lack of respect shown to you when someone comes in and uses you to, you know, clean themselves.
1: Yeah, and I'm not making fun of it really because I actually know two people who have had family members murdered and I don't think that is funny. It's just that it's pretty weird you know the the ways that people think of to get rid of the body or to try to get away with it or whatever it's just really weird
2: as you've said the victims were obviously part of people's families and that ties in actually to how the woman was caught the sister-in-law of the third victim grew suspicious of her sudden disappearance and last saw her entering chinchuli's house So this was reported to the superintendent of police, who opened an investigation and arrested Chinchuli after some time. And in fact, she didn't actually confess to the murders until the police believed that her son might have been in on it. Uh, So she was protecting yes. So in in trying to protect her son, she kind of admitted it in the end. Yep. In the end, she was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to thirty years in prison. And three years in a criminal asylum. And if you remember the prophecy that she got at the beginning, that's exactly what happened.
1: Prison in one hand and...
2: Mental asylum in the other. Now, Hmm. to me, that seems a bit like probably embellished over time. But it makes for... Unfortunately, everything has happened, of course. But it makes for a bit of a better story, really, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. So I wrote a book one time about a guy who put an ad on the internet looking for someone... Swear to God, to eat.
2: Oh, I remember you telling I've, me I've about I've heard this. about this.
1: And he actually got somebody who was willing to
2: be eaten. To, to
1: do that. And and so, you know, a couple fingers and then, but the guy was alive. Like, he let him have pieces of him to cook and eat.
2: I didn't hear it was fingers.
1: Well, that too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, aside of the fact that you can go on internet and people get tricked all the time, right? And and it's these innocent people. And you hear all sorts of these horror stories about, like, you know, scamming people out of money and, you you know, all that kind of stuff. And somewhere in the world, these two freaks...
0: Found each other.
1: Just, I mean, and what can you do, right? I mean...
0: No crime has been
2: committed.
1: like, please Consensual. come. Please come over. Oh, no, no, no. I said he could eat my fingers for dessert. It's fine. I don't mind.
2: Quote, unquote, fingers.
1: Yes. Gives a whole new meaning to them Cadbury fingers, don't it?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what scares me about that one is just that the guy wanted to be eaten. Well, he, I know, he, like... he was completely willing, and he gave this man consent to cut him up and eat him. Normal.
1: I know, like, but, but I mean, what was he getting out of it?
2: Gratification of but some kind. But we watched
0: something on the TV, didn't we? Getting into the sexual stuff,
2: right? Whereby
0: these guys were going to this dominatrix woman and they were letting her kick them in the nuts.
1: Oh, yeah. She I didn't was, watch this. She like, was stamping on
0: their balls.
1: <laughs> she had them high heels on, didn't she? Like...
0: She was stamping on them. And they, they're, they're, like, loving it. It's
1: like, it's just... Yeah, I remember seeing that.
2: I, I just, uh, th- I have no words. <laughs> this is the time we should mention that this podcast probably should have an age warning Yeah, this on one it. will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So, what about that show? I know this doesn't have anything to do with serial killers or criminals or whatever. But what about that show here? Naked Attraction.
0: That That's not anyone hurting anyone, No, though.
1: no, no. It's not, I'm just saying, you, you were it's talking weird. about the sexual domination. Okay, so for the,
0: thinking... for those people in other parts of the world then, we've got this show over here called Naked Attraction. You could probably find it on YouTube if you looked it up or something. Basically, the idea of it is, is that you will judge a person on their body, not their personality. They don't say anything. They just show you parts of the body from the feet up oh. till eventually the last thing that they actually reveal is the person's face. So it's quite interesting. I quite like watching it personally because it's amazing how you can look at people and you go, Wow, they got a fantastic body. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Oh, excellent. You know, and then you get to the face and you'd go, Nah, I wouldn't. So it's interesting that you've seen people walking down the street and you kind of look at them and go, Nah, I wouldn't like that. But actually, they got a phenomenal body. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the thing is <laughs> when when the person actually picks the one that they want to
0: Be with. date <laughs> yeah
1: then they have to undress and then the, so they're both naked when they when actually they meet. meet each other. Yeah,
0: I mean buck naked and and the show isn't like naked and afraid where they hide the the bits and pieces. You see everything. Everything. Yeah. So Hey
1: Bryce, how about them bacterial vaginosis? <laughs>
2: You realize we're putting this podcast on the internet, and you've just asked your son about bacterial vaginosis commercials. Yeah, I hope his girlfriend doesn't listen to this. Me too.
1: So every time the Caniston commercials come on TV, we will call Bryce. He'd be upstairs
0: on his computer playing a game in the middle of a game. we go, Bryce, come downstairs, come downstairs quick. And he goes, what? And then we pause it. And then the minute he walks into the lounge, we unpause it. Just as they're saying.
1: (laughs) Bacterial vaginosis.
0: (laughs) And he's like,
1: oh, man, again. And then goes stomping
0: back up the stairs to play his game.
1: The only reason I thought of the bacterial vaginosis, though, was because we we were doing that to him with Naked Attraction show. You realize that's not normal, right?
2: (laughs) This is weird.
1: I'm sorry, but if the people that listen to our podcast even think we're normal, then they must be new listeners.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go go back and listen a while. I'm just making sure you know it's not normal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we don't promote normal, it's just not the way we do
2: things. (laughs) So, was Hannibal a real serial killer? You know the mm. Hannibal and... No, he was based on serial killers, but I don't believe there's any specific one that did anything. I think it's probably just a combination of a lot of different ones. Okay, Those books so-
1: were written by someone named Tom Harris, I think. Does that ring any bells?
0: Not a clue. I don't know. So how many people need to become a victim of your pursuits for you to be labeled a serial killer?
1: Three. Is okay. it
0: three? And
2: what's the upper limit? Because you wouldn't call Hitler a serial killer, would you? No. no, but he didn't. One, this is probably a bad point to make in a way, but he didn't kill anyone directly, so he I didn't. don't know if that would count to begin with.
1: Neither did Charles Manson, but he still died in prison.
2: But was he a serial killer? Well, or were the people he made kill other people serial killers?
0: Was well, he a serial killer by proxy? A serial
2: killer but by proxy. The well, reason that's
0: true, isn't it? You know, if you create a bomb... Okay, and you put the bomb in the middle of a town center somewhere and kill a load of people.
1: You're a mass murderer.
0: Okay, but what I'm saying is you you kill a load of people. Are you the murderer? Because the bomb did it. So what's the difference between someone making a bomb and killing loads of people or someone making people kill other people?
1: It doesn't matter. They'll still both go to prison.
0: Yeah, but my point is, is that you just said... You know, Charles Manson wasn't a serial killer. I don't know if he was or not.
1: He wasn't a serial killer. He didn't actually kill them, so he wasn't convicted of of the same sorts of things. The ones that did it weren't even the same. Like, a couple of them were at both places, but not all of them were.
0: So what about Bonnie and Clyde, then? Would they be considered serial killers?
2: I don't believe they would.
1: They were bank robbers. But People didn't did, they, they, they kill more than but the people that they see in order to be a serial killer there has to be doesn't there have to be a sexual component
2: no if i remember correctly it has to be that you kill a certain number of people in the same way not necessarily in the same way i don't think it has to be because if you kill somebody with a gun then someone with a knife and then someone else with a gun you're still a serial killer but are you if I remember correctly, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy did. Ted Bundy killed people in several ways and he's up, still a serial killer.
1: You're, you're, I thought that there had to be a sexual component of some sort. Okay,
0: According to the Oxford English Dictionary, a serial killer is a person who commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive, and typically following a
2: characteristic, predictable behaviour pattern. But does it always have to be the same?
1: Well, they have an M.O. of some sort, don't they? They, 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 they may kill differently, but they go after the per- a person that looks the same as...
0: Okay, here you know. we go, here we go. Psychology Today says, what defines a serial killer? According to the FBI, a serial killer is someone who commits at least three murders over more than a month with an emotional cooling-off period in between. The definition, however, is problematic for a variety of reasons, one being that it doesn't fit in the common understanding of the term. Suppose a gang member ends up shooting three people in street fights with members of other gangs over a ten-year period with plenty of cooling down periods. Strictly speaking, this gang member is a serial killer by the above definition but would not fit the common conception of what a serial killer is. I'm not going to read the rest of that. If you guys want to go to it, you can go to psychology today and look up what defines a serial killer and you'll be able to read the whole article. So that would suggest that there's a grey
2: area, isn't there? I've just been looking and the difference in terms of spree killers and mass murdering compared to serial killers is that mass murders are usually committed over a very short period of time and in close proximity to each other. So usually that's not on specific people or targeting specific people either and then a spree killer is someone who kills two or more victims in a short time in multiple locations so serial killer is similar method a gap in time between the killings and what was the other part of it psychological
0: gratification
2: right whereas a spree killing is over multiple locations in a very short period of time and mass murders occur in a very concentrated sort of area or in a one location across a short period of time
1: i thought that a serial killer that there would be some sort of a sexual component
2: well it doesn't have to be for all of them does it not every single serial killer
0: there was nothing sexual in that for him
2: dexter
1: was cool but (laughs) yeah but i (laughs) mean
0: that's what i love about that show dexter is because initially when we started watching it the first two episodes, three episodes, four episodes, however long it took, we were like, oh my God, I can't believe we're watching this. This is gross. This is morbid. This is far beyond anything that I thought I would find interesting. And then come the second, third season, you're rooting for the guy. I mean, what does that say about us and about society whereby I don't want to go down the whole thing that TV makes people kill people because there's a big debate on that. But I did become desensitised to the fact that I was rooting for this guy in the end. I understood why he was doing the things he did. I kind of wanted him to kill these people when he was finding these people that had done bad things and then he was, you know, he was... Yeah, but
1: that's because he was killing bad people.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's still not right, is it? I
1: don't know. I
0: mean, don't get me wrong, if someone hurt someone I love, then, of course, that would be my reaction, that I would want to hurt them as bad, if not worse. However, I'd have to stand in front of a judge and answer for
2: my actions and I would still be in the wrong. But the thing is, are you more rooting for him because of what he's doing or are you rooting for him because it's part of a show and you're entertained? Well, exactly. I mean, the thing is, uh, he's
0: an amazing actor, isn't he? And there was a whole backstory and a whole you know, other things going on in the background where you didn't want him to get found out and he had a good working relationship with other people around him who you didn't want to be disappointed by his actions. Yes, we're not condoning
1: somebody to go out and start picking bad people and kill them. I mean, it was a good show, but yeah. Not
2: socially acceptable behavior.
1: Yes, it's definitely not socially acceptable.
0: Okay, Bella, tell me, of all of the interesting things that you have read on this kind of thing and serial killers and the way they're caught, What is the most common way that these serial killers and people who do that kind of thing are caught?
1: Well, they usually get caught because they do something stupid. You know, like Ted Bundy, he parked somewhere and got a parking ticket. Yeah. That's how he got caught. I mean, if I was going to go out and kill people, I would drive the most nondescript car. It would be in perfect running condition. I would park in a place that I knew was perfectly legal to be parked there. I mean...
2: You might want to be sure this isn't admissible in court before you say anything.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go through... I mean, obviously, like, they have to plan it. They pick the person.
2: Well, the problem is, do they always plan it?
1: Well, no, okay, maybe not 100%, but my point is... People will get a kill kit. You know, they'll have their knife or their rope or their gloves, trash bags. They'll have all the stuff they need to make sure that when they go to do it, they're very organized. Although some of them aren't organized, but whatever. But, you know, and then they go and park their car in a place that shouldn't be. Or (laughs) you go tell your friend. That's another one. People get caught. A lot of times not just with like murder but loads of crimes burglaries or anything they get caught because they go tell their friend or their cellmate who
2: well
0: then he's looking on them. to do a deal to get <laughs> out earlier yeah
1: you have to wear stupid on your forehead if you tell somebody who's in prison with you because they're gonna tell on you the first chance they get
0: Can I just say and make a point? We do get people listening from a prison because it shows up on our stats. So just be careful (laughs) what you're saying about people in prison. I
1: know, right? We're going to get like loads of emails now and everything else from... Ooh, I want to be your pen pal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's another thing. What about these women? And I say women because mostly it is women who write to murderers in prison And then they get married to him. And they go, oh, he's so innocent. What's that all about? I mean, in your day, you were probably a bad guy. Hot-headed or whatever. Who, me? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you killed anybody, but, you you know. I
0: hope not. Yeah, yeah, okay. You you
1: were probably much more volatile in your younger days.
0: Yeah, I was. Thank you for bringing that up on the podcast. (laughs) I'm uh, a lot better now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although, I'm kind of disputing my own point, because... A lot of girls and teenagers and younger people, they like that kind of thing. See, you me, said,
0: one of the first photos I ever sent like to you, a thug. you said to yes, me, you did. I looked like a thug. It was in black and white. My hair was all over the place. I had a cigarette in my mouth. I had this mean, bad look on my face and you said, ooh, you look like a
2: thug.
1: How you doing, Bryce?
0: I don't
2: need to know about your <laughs> hybristophilia.
1: Yeah, what? What?
2: Hybristophilia is basically the sexual attraction to criminals.
0: She just knows
1: that. too much, isn't
0: he? I couldn't even say <laughs> hippias tophelia. My... Yeah,
1: I can't even figure out a way to call you Bryce Wikipedia.
2: Bryce Wikipedia.
1: You're, wiki- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're Wikit- Wikipedia. Wikipedia B. That's my boy. <laughs>
2: Uh, I looked that up for the purposes of kind of cutting apart this conversation and forgetting about it but <laughs> oh, it hasn't you just helped ruined
0: it now I thought you pulled that
2: straight out of I your know, head I know right no why would I know that
1: because you know what just happened you just impressed thousands of people in the world and then it went Pff.
2: yeah and, you
0: can always and, cut it yeah and also everyone was thinking damn these two are so childish and then you came out and became the adult and said and taught us something <laughs>
1: Oh my god. The dog is laying there looking at us like, What are you doing?
2: (laughs) She's looking at us like, Why do they have to own me?
1: She's gonna be afraid to go to sleep tonight.
2: (laughs) I don't think she's afraid to go to sleep. I think she's gonna be afraid to wake up again and deal with it again.
1: (laughs) Actually, you know what else I find very interesting? Is how people get convicted of crime and they gotta go to prison and they're in there for ages and ages. And then it comes out that they didn't do it.
2: Because of new forensic evidence, that kind of thing? Yeah. Wasn't there one who was found guilty of like a murder? I don't even know if it was as extreme as a murder, but he was in prison for 20 or 30 years, and then he was found innocent, and it was all because the person who testified against him was like racially profiling him?
1: Yeah, I can't remember. But your father knows a man named Kirk, Bloodsworth, I think it is.
2: He's mentioned that name to me quite a few times, actually. Yeah,
1: and he was one of, I think, the first people to get...
2: His conviction overturned?
1: Yeah, because of the advances in in sort of DNA and stuff. And also, the making-a-murderer guy, he ended up getting his conviction overturned, didn't he? Because of DNA evidence. And then he got out and then went and did something
2: else. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After the first crime he was convicted of, his conviction was overturned because of DNA evidence.
1: Mm -hmm. And then he got out and he was supposed to get all this money and then there was something else that happened. And
2: And he was convicted of the killing of another person, which is currently being disputed again for like the third time.
1: Let's talk about John Wayne Gacy. Now, I don't necessarily want to get into all the details about the people that he killed and, and how he killed him and all that sort of stuff. But what I find so weird is that after he was put in prison and convicted and all that, he started to paint and people were paying money, good money, for these flipping paintings. Didn't he paint clowns?
2: Yes, and that was based on his sort of clown persona, Pogo, I think his name was.
1: Because he used to dress up as a clown for kids' parties and things.
2: Yeah, and some of the paintings, which included pictures of him essentially as Pogo, sold for prices between $200 and $20,000 at various auctions. I mean... And he was permitted to earn money from them until 1985, although he did claim that his artwork was meant to quote unquote bring joy into people's lives
1: yeah whatever i could have totally seen him painting these pictures right and selling them and then I, all the money that he would be getting from these pictures going to charity or the family of the people that he killed or whatever be
0: honest though would you accept that i wouldn't accept money off some
1: well no but idiot
0: the- who'd hurt my family you it
1: no, but he doesn't... Does, the money
0: down their throat.
1: You can make an anonymous donation.
2: Or the state could have given it to them instead of... Well, that's him. a better
0: idea. That's a better idea if the state would have actually taken his... In this country, I don't know whether they do it in America, but in this country, there's a Proceeds from Crime Act, which means that they have the right to take anything off of you that they believe that you... Obtained got. illicitly. It, well, not necessarily obtained illicitly, but let's say, for instance, that you were a drug dealer and you were making a lot of money... And out of that money, you know, you bought this nice new car, you lived in a nice house, you had nice clothes, you know, your wife had old Jimmy Choo shoes and all the rest of it. They can look at that as proceeds of crime and take all of that and sell it at auction. And the money from that, I believe, goes to charitable causes and what have you. So that's the kind of thing they do in this country. Do they not do that?
1: I think... I could be totally wrong about this, but I think it was John Wayne Gacy who they came up with the law like that you as a person convicted of a crime, you can't write a book and get any proceeds from it. I think it was to do with him, but I could be wrong, but you're not supposed to be able to make money off of your crimes.
2: Well, as I said, until 1985, he could and After that point, he wasn't allowed to anymore. He wasn't allowed to have the money from it, at least. So I don't know what they did with that money afterwards, or if he was still permitted to sell them at all.
1: And then there was Jeffrey Dahmer, who got his just desserts, no pun intended, when he got murdered in prison. That was wonderful. It was really funny, too, because I remember when that whole... Trial it was on the news and everything. They were talking about him and stuff. I remember saying they're gonna kill him in prison, and they did. And I was like, yes.
2: <laughs> well, Gacy was attacked in prison as well. I don't know if he was killed, but I know he was stabbed. No, he
1: wasn't killed because they actually put him to death. I think
2: they might have, but I'm just saying he was attacked, like stabbed at yeah. least twice. Was Richard Ramirez executed?
1: Was he the son of Sam? One or no, was he the Stalker? Uh, yeah, can't remember.
2: So on to this book which
0: is Haunted Yorkshire by Nick Tyler. If you want to get your hands on the copy of the autographed book that he has supplied us, this is what you need to do. We currently have a presence on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. If you have a Facebook account, then what we would like you to do is go to our page, like our page, follow our page. Then if you already like and follow our page, then just send us a message on there. Any messages that we receive from now on, until the next episode, we will log down your name, etc. And then we will do a draw on the next episode and tell you who has won. If you don't have a Facebook account, because I know that we didn't have a Facebook account really until we started this, did we, Bella? We weren't using one at all. So if you don't have a Facebook account, then just leave us a review somewhere, a nice review somewhere, and then send us a copy of that review to mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk, and we will include you in it as well. This whole exercise for us is just about trying to grow our audience even more and trying to push that word out to people that we are here ready and waiting to entertain you thank you very much for listening guys this is a little bit different this episode than the norm hope you enjoyed it let us know your feedback if you don't want us to do anything like this sort of stuff or interview people about this then let us know and we'll stick to what we do if you are interested in going down other avenues then let us know that would be absolutely great and in fact if you've got any ideas of anything else that you want us to do then you can as well the facebook page is weird wacky wonderful stories podcast i believe something like that if you google it you'll find us Anyway, guys, do please make sure that you stay Weird, weird, Wacky and and Wonderful. wonderful. A (laughs) three-way! Oh...